0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who squatted 315 pounds this week, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I did not squat. I, 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 The third member of this podcast, wide-eyed right now,
1: like, did he really do that? And No, I did not. I did not squat 315 pounds. I, I, I'm i pushing weight, though, Trevor.
0: You're, you're moving
1: up in the I'm world. I'm moving up quickly. Moving up. Quickly. I'm moving through these reps. My legs are very sore today. Actually, honestly, they aren't that bad. Last week they were like way more sore. They really aren't that bad today. Like I can walk good. Um, but we're moving weight. We're we're moving up. Uh we're squatting. We're we're getting the gains in the gym, which is really great. Um, but of course the third member of this podcast, a man who could do nowhere close to three fifteen, not nearly as strong as me or as tall. Um, and that is of course Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you
2: today? I'm great, and Brandon, I I love how you hinted at the fact that I would have maybe even Possibly consider that statement from Trevor to be accurate. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't even hesitate. That's what went through my flinch. head. I did not flinch. That's what went through my head. I just I, really I just thought assumed to myself. that that was a lie by about two hundred pounds. So that's why I was like, yeah, okay, Trevor. Trevor's Trevor's being silly. Trevor's doing his thing. Yeah, there is there is no way that will probably ever happen for you, Brandon. Just respectfully speaking here, but I mean, I'm, respectfully I'm wrong. You.
1: I've done it before. I'm, it so. sounds like a I'm loser's happy- mentality. Yeah, that I can do it
2: i'm happy for you it. brandon that that you're probably getting close to 150 on the squat rack so that's that's, that's close a, that's to 150 no, he's getting I'm no well, he's over improved. 150 i'm well, I'm well over sorry. 150 he's over 160. sorry One, 160 my bad sorry. i'm over 160 um, too but brandon i'm ha- I'm happy for you that you're, you see how scared he is you see he just said two numbers <laughs> yeah. that i was over yeah. he's so scared he's frightened <laughs> yes, over I'm there scared. you're right i'm scared brandon we can do a squat competition anytime you want just just let me know when and where and i'll be there.
1: <laughs> If if you get down to my weight or I come up to your weight, then we'll do a squat
2: competition,
1: and then it'll be a it'll be a demolishing.
2: So now we're making excuses. Okay, fair enough. All right, <laughs> you actually you should be better at squats than me because you, you you don't have to go down as far because you're shorter than me by a lot. So uh uh-huh. Trevor, close. you
1: want to you as the gym specialist here? Can you what do what you going to pipe in with here?
2: Trevor's got. or Brandon um, has shorter, powerful legs. It should be easier for him to squat.
0: Um, but yeah, you guys can do like whatever your body weight is, just do like whatever the ratio is. So like, you know, at, like equate it to make it equitable to body weight and see who can squat more and we'll do it by like a one rep max and we'll see. All right, Trevor and Trevor, I'll be, I'll here. be
2: looking at the depth. Trevor, I have something to say here. This is Brandon. Take your headphones out. This is only for Trevor. Brandon, you're not allowed to hear yeah, this. Okay. okay. Take your headphones nah. out.
1: Not nah, my Trevor, headphones
2: out. Are- Trevor, I'm going to be honest. If we did it to a ratio of weight, I'd probably lose. But but you're not gonna tell Brandon that. You're not gonna tell Brandon that. All right, Brandon, you can tell Brandon to put his headphones back, and he can. can. Uh huh. Yeah, they never All left. Right, Brandon, I yeah, heard yeah. that. <laughs> that was it, Brandon. That wasn't right. for you. That was only, that was for Trevor only. Well, let's uh,
1: let's why don't we get into some uh, some some? Well, I should say real sports because lifting is still a sport, but uh, some real professional sports uh, and collegiate sports, as we are not lifting at those levels. Um, first up today, yeah. we definitely got to get the college basketball um, because we got a lot of uh good upsets that happened this week big games that happened so i'm gonna throw this to you uh what are a couple games that that caught your eye that you want to discuss
0: yeah so we'll go quick through college basketball you know it's getting to that point in the season where at least for me like i'm you know i'm i'm keeping up i'm watching games here and there but i'm not truly locked in yet i'm i'm next week next saturday I'm going to get locked in because we'll have some good games next Saturday. NFL, you know, like next weekend, that'll be like we have no NFL games next weekend because it's going to be what the Pro Bowl. So that'll be the time to get fully into it Uh, for the audience. You'll start hearing a lot more college basketball discussion. But we're going to go through some of these games quick um, because we had some more good ones, some good upsets. First one I'm going to mention here, South Carolina on Tuesday beat Kentucky Kentucky's a team who I've really liked um this season and the few times I've watched them play and South Carolina got them here you know a lot of these teams again all of these top teams are being upset we've seen it happen to literally everyone so this is not um just a a surprise necessarily but South Carolina won this game they were at home, um, South Carolina, by the way, which uh, they have Michi Johnson, Brandon and I know, uh, played at Garfield Heights in Cleveland. He's now a junior. He had 14 points in this game for South Carolina, uh, their second leading score. Um, and then uh, Taylon Cooper had 20 points for South Carolina. So big one there for the Gamecocks. Uh, moving on to a couple other games, Houston. They played BYU. This was a ranked matchup, number four, Houston versus number 21, BYU. Houston won 75-68 on the road. So good test there for Houston Um, in the Big 12. Again, we talked about this before. We have to really pay attention to these teams that have entered the Big 12, which is the toughest conference in college basketball. How are they going to do? How are they going to adjust? Houston BYU are two of those teams that we're watching. So far, Houston's done well. They've done well. They did have the one loss, or actually they do have two losses, Iowa State and TCU, but both of those were road games. Since those games, they beat Texas Tech at home by 23 points. They beat UCF, and they just beat BYU on the road. And also yesterday, they annihilated Kansas State by 22. So Houston is doing well. They are they are playing well. BYU also, you know, they're they're doing pretty well, I would say. They just beat Texas yesterday um, at home. So a good one there for BYU again keeping a keeping a close eye on some of these teams entering the new conferences outside of that we had Alabama getting an upset over Auburn Auburn a team who number eight in the country they took two losses this week so Auburn is going to drop back they also lost to Mississippi State uh, so Auburn will certainly fall and then outside of that uh, the, the there's two good games we had yesterday that I wanted to mention Iowa State in Kansas. Iowa State was at home. They did beat Kansas 79-75. Um this was a court storming. I think an appropriate one, Ben. You can chime in there if you have an opinion, but Iowa State number 23 beats number 7 Kansas at home. I think an appropriate court storming. I approve. And then the final game. That's a big one. Big one. Yeah. Final game, TCU Baylor triple overtime thriller. Is this the game
1: of the season?
0: Um, it's definitely up there. It might be, I mean, triple overtime, you know, certainly always going to be good. So TCU won this one, 105, 102 against Baylor. Um, so great game there, but Ben, I'll throw it to you. Um, you know, any thoughts about any of these games or that Iowa state and Kansas game in particular?
2: Yeah. I mean, and we, Trevor, we talked about last week, like the, because the big 12, is so, so deep this year, like Kansas has weaknesses and Kansas has shown weaknesses this season. So Losing to a ranked Iowa state team on the road, I don't think is a is a terrible loss for Kansas by any means. So if if you're like a Kansas fan, I don't think this is the end of the world. But it is, it's just, it's different this year. It's not, it's not the dominant Kansas that we've seen. Or maybe Kansas is almost as good as they always are, which I don't think they are, but you could also argue that the Big 12 is just deeper. There's realistically like 10 teams that could beat Kansas on a given night if they play really well. So I'm not super surprised by Kansas losing on the road at Iowa State, we've talked about many times, it's very, very hard to win on the road in conference play, regardless of who you are, regardless of who you're playing. It's not easy to win on the road in college basketball, especially when you're a team like Kansas and you're going to get everyone's best shot every night that you play on the road. So um, good for Iowa State. Iowa State's a good team. I, again, I don't think this is a huge upset by any means. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them storming the court, but again, what do I know? Uh, I guess I, I will stop telling college kids how to live their life, but um you were a four but and a half you were a four and a half point underdog. It's not like this is a miracle that that it happens. And you're also a ranked team at home. So I, I don't know. I, I have issues with it, but they, they can live their life all they want.
1: But Kansas like never loses at home. It, no, was, it was it was on the road
2: this kiowa state was at home that's yeah it's just oh right the oh right. right 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 yeah and kansas is number um, seven it's not like they're number one like again i don't know I, if you're a ranked team and you're beating another ranked team at home i don't think you should be. i
1: know but how many times first. has iowa state beaten kansas yeah. in our lifetime i, I know Kansas I is it. such a
2: dominant
0: it, team in the big 12 that that i approve of it um the other thing i was going to say is actually i i am cool with telling college kids how to live their life um uh, because they <laughs> should listen to me. Um, okay, but
1: Trevor's <laughs> their overlord apparently. But
0: um, with Kansas, they uh, haven't had the best week. You know, the the past seven, eight days, they lost to West Virginia. Uh, they beat Cincinnati home by five points. Not exactly a super convincing win. And then they lose to Iowa state. So Kansas is now four and three, in the big 12, not great. Certainly not a typical Kansas standard, I would say through the first seven games of conference, but they have a real test coming up. And this is the biggest reason why uh, just for anyone who's listening, who, you know, you keep an eye on college basketball, but maybe you're more engaged into uh, the college football season, the NFL season, and you wait until February, March to really get into uh college basketball next Saturday. We have um, a couple, quite a few really good games. We have Houston and Kansas playing oh. um, at in Lawrence. Kansas is the home team uh, at 4 p.m. next Saturday on ESPN. We also have Tennessee and Kentucky. Right now, those are the teams ranked 5th and 6th at 8.30 next Saturday. We also have Duke and North Carolina. Oh, my um, God. What This is 630. crazy. 6.30 next Saturday. So, just a few and and i i could also mention we have Iowa State Baylor those are two ranked teams yeah. so next saturday if if you're like
1: okay boy that quad like, box on youtube tv i know yeah. they probably don't all play at the same time but that quad box on youtube tv that yeah would hit
0: different but even yeah you can even look at some of these other games there's some other really good ones as well so next saturday is really the perfect opportunity to to really kind of uh dip your toes into college basketball because uh it's going to be a great day of basketball next saturday
1: yeah 100 percent. it it really does sound like it uh anything else you guys want to discuss college basketball related before we move on to professional basketball because boy do we got some storylines there
0: yeah, I think well that's, let's get uh, right to legit.
1: it. We in the NBA, the probably the biggest storyline is with the Bucks. Um they they fired Adrian Griffin. Seems like uh like the reports that I read were that like he lost a locker room during the in season tournament. Um and uh they hired Doc Rivers. I'm so interested to hear your opinions on the Doc Rivers hire because Doc Rivers has had a lot of talented teams and not really done that much. I mean, really the Celtics team, which was his best team, they won. But, uh, I mean, th- there was a lot of other talent. I mean, he had Joel Embiid, who just scored 70 points, and he didn't really do anything with Joel Embiid. So what I- what is your opinion of the Doc Rivers hire in Milwaukee?
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, clearly, clearly, regardless of what they actually say, it seems like Giannis and maybe Dame, to a certain extent, had a part in this firing. It seems like the players overall, the locker room, was kind of lost here by Adrian Griffin. And despite the fact that, uh, the Bucks are number two in the East and are do have like the third best record in the NBA right now. Um the coaching was a concern. The defense was a concern. And it seems like he lost the locker room and thus he got fired. Um as far as Doc Rivers being becoming the head coach, it's it's so interesting because like yeah, Doc is certainly a good coach for sure, um, but the playoff history is not the greatest. I mean, especially recently. Yes, he because he had the 2008 championship with the Celtics, but uh, with the Clippers, when he coached there, he blew, I think, two separate 3-1 leads. Uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers, they never got to the conference uh, finals. They were always a loss in the semis, usually, with Joel Embiid, with James Harden. So it's it's tricky here. I think it's almost a little bit similar to Mike Budenholzer, who they fired in the offseason, in that these are really good coaches in the regular season. They know how to install systems, but how are their adjustments? It seems like there have been issues in the past with their in-game adjustments, how they can go from you know, one game to the next in a, a long seven game series. How can they change and and figure out ways to uh, find weaknesses in the opponent and uh, turn around the series? And that's something that Mike Budenholzer and Doc have both had issues with. So it's interesting here, the Bucks now, who are still paying Mike Budenholzer, they're now paying Adrian Griffin, and now they just signed Doc Rivers to like a forty million dollar contract. So the Bucks are paying three coaches. Um, two of them, which are obviously not on the staff anymore, um, which is a big hit just on them as far as paying the coaches. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, I think at the end of the day, the players are always what's going to matter most. And like what matters most is, is Giannis going to be playing at his best In the playoffs, when it comes down to a matchup against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, because that's what ultimately this is probably going to come down to or even like a team who they maybe have matchups issues with in the past, like the Miami Heat. If the Bucks play the Miami Heat in the first round like they did last year, they lost last year in five games. And yes, Giannis was injured for half the series, but the Heat, you know, with Spolstra, they were able to find weaknesses in the Bucks. Jimmy Butler was able to get wherever he wanted to. Is Doc Riffers going to be able to, um, you know, match up with Eric Spolster just as far as those in-game adjustments? It's going to be a challenge, and that's ultimately where this is going to come in. Regardless, Adrian Griffin had no head coaching experience. It was probably, uh, I guess in hindsight, a bad hiring in the first place. So it seems like Doc will be a step up. But ultimately, it's, you know, it's going to come down to the players, I think is kind of the reality here. Um, is Dame going to play well enough? Is Giannis going to play well enough? And maybe the Bucks even need to look at getting someone before the trade deadline. Can they get another defensive wing defensive guard? that you can play with Damian Lillard in the backcourt for certain stretches. They might need to look at stuff like that. I think the coaching, yes, it'll matter on the margins and the timeout here and different stuff adjusting to a series, but I don't think it's like this revolutionary change. I think it's a minor improvement for the Bucks. I don't think it's swinging... The scales either way really that but,
1: much so like here's the ultimate question i think is like do does this move get them closer to a championship even minimally like does yeah, it get the yeah so you think it does okay so well then, if you think it does i i definitely take your opinion you know i value it highly here in the nba topics um so, frankly, in all topics, Trevor, I'd like you to know that. No, but NBA you. specifically, so I don't know. When I saw this, I was like, I don't know if Doc Rivers is getting up closer. I just haven't seen him have success with these like uber talented teams, besides that Celtics team, really.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. In in terms of winning, winning, I mean, and that's what the Bucks. The Bucks have championship aspirations. So I don't know, but you, if you seem to think that it is like that, that's uh, that's definitely interesting to hear. Um, the Heat, Trevor. Yeah. The Heat made a little move. They did. They got a a, a Cleveland uh, local. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what did you think about this trade? Why don't you explain the trade to the people and uh, give your details on it?
0: Yeah, so the Heat uh, traded for Terry Rozier. They gave up Kyle Lowry in their 2027 first round pick to get him. Uh, Rozier with the Hornets. He's he's had a very good season. I think averaging around 23, 24 points per game. So he's been really good for the Hornets, obviously ha- has a much had a much bigger role with Hornets than he's going to have with the Heat. But nevertheless, the Heat are a team who can use the scoring that Rozier provides. Lowry wasn't exactly doing that. He's getting older. You know, he's clearly not the same player he was in Toronto. I think he's like 37, 38 at this point. So getting older. So I, I like it overall. Um, I think on the margins, it helps because of that that scoring uh, punch that he provides. Um scary Terry. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's solid for the Heat. I think it it's still so tricky because there's other things that I think the Heat do need when we're talking about a matchup with uh well really one team in particular that I'm worried about is the Boston Celtics and how they would match up against them. But, and we just saw it, the Boston Celtics beat him by 30 plus points on Thursday. Um, You know, especially with the Porzingis addition, that's something that really um, hurts the heat. Porzingis is a matchup nightmare for Miami. And I feel like, yes, Bam's a really good defender, but just having his ability to space the floor, having Tatum and Brown, all these options, it's still going to be tough for the Heat. So yeah, Rozier, he's going to have to be a really good scorer. He's going to have to be efficient. And, you know, he's only played in two games so far, so it's super early. Not going to take away too much. He hasn't had a great, you know, showing here in his first couple games. But ultimately, it's an improvement from Lowry. I do like the deal. I wouldn't say I love it, but it's, again, it's a it's a minor improvement. But the Heat, just in general, they're on a five-game losing streak. I think it's five or it might be six now, game losing streak. They lost to the Knicks yesterday. They need to improve in a lot of ways. They... Again, it seems like it's kind of the the cadence now the past couple of years where they don't take the regular season super seriously compared to some of these other teams, and that's dangerous because like yeah, it may have worked out for them last year, but I I just would not mess around with being in the play in if if the Heat can be top six, I'm cool with top six. Um, particularly I'm cool with uh the the sixth seed actually because I would like to avoid the Boston Celtics um until we absolutely have to play them, but. Being in that plan is not a place for you want to be, you know, because it's single elimination. That's just that's just dangerous. So they need to get it together. They need to bounce back right here. Currently they are the seven seed. Um and they really need to lock it in because The way their offense has been operating has not been good, and they also gave up 143 points to the Boston Celtics. So uh, a lot of things need to change with Miami, and that starts with Jimmy Butler. That starts with Bam Adebayo. um, Jimmy Butler, who has not been playing up to the standard that I think all Heat fans expect, so he needs to uh, turn around.
1: Yeah, interesting to hear that because Jimmy's been such a cornerstone. I was just thinking about as you were talking, like the day Jimmy leaves, the Heat will be a sad day. Um, mm-hmm. I know, especially for, sure. for you, but um, hopefully you can turn it around. I'm rooting for your Heat because uh, I'm an NBA free agent fan because the Lakers stink. Uh, and they won last night, win. Brandon, they did win last night. I think we might talk about that in a second. Um, I think that game was last night. The double time game was last night, or yes, yeah, was it sir, or or it? yeah. It was last um, It was a good game. But we had a couple really high scores, Trevor, in the NBA, multiple in one week, which is in a one week's period, which is, I mean, wild to hear about. Um, we had Embiid score 70, Lucas score 73. Uh I mean that's like an unfathomable amount of points. It's yeah. so many. Um and both were like so close together. I mean, what a crazy time period.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's really crazy to see two in the same week. Um Embiid had 70, 18 and 5 against the Spurs. Really big game from him, obviously. And Embiid, this just It felt like this was actually kind of some sort of performance like this was in the works for Embiid with how well he's been playing. Um, He's had so many uh, 30-point performances over the whole season. So it's been pretty crazy uh, to see what Embiid has done. Um, And then you have Luka, who had 73-10-7 against the Hawks. We were watching some of that game, uh, Josh and I. uh, And we were rooting for overtime the entire time because we wanted to see Cause it seemed like Luca had a chance to get to 81. It really did. And, and, and tie Kobe or potentially uh, beat Kobe. He wasn't getting 101. I 101 uh, the Wilts number. That's, uh, I, I don't know that you're going to need perfect circumstances in every way to get that. But 81 was in play for Luca and he only got 73. Um, they finally, the Hawks finally started throwing doubles, started denying him, um, and stuff like that. And he was getting wide open shots for his teammates, but, Luca I think had 65 like early in the fourth quarter and it seemed in play but ultimately the Mavs won it in regulation because Atlanta uh could not stop the Dallas to save their life um they Dallas just kept finding good shots and kept scoring but uh Atlanta kind of blew it for us because if Atlanta could have forced OT then I think we would have had uh, the 81 potentially for Luka. But regardless, still just absolutely incredible. Some of the shots he was hitting, I mean, we know what Luka was capable of, but it was wild to see um, in person. So that's crazy. And Luka and Embiid, they are the two top scorers in the NBA right now. Joel Embiid is averaging 36 points per game, which is just, it's just absurd. Averaging 36 in the NBA season is crazy. Luca's averaging 34.4 points per game. So it, it's nuts to see it. And it's really entertaining to watch. Um, I know, obviously, people are going to be critical and they're going to talk about, like, the, uh, you know, not playing a lot of defense, which I sort of agree with, to be honest with you. Um, I think there are certain rules that... I, I think they've done a few minor things, but I think there's still more things that they can do as far as the foul calls that offensive players get. Like when someone's trailing and you're able to draw a foul by leaning into the defender, like there's a lot of little like ticky tech fouls that I feel like could be changed or could be adjusted slightly, um, that can help with this. So maybe they'll look at an off season. I know that, um, on, uh, I think it was actually Ryan Rossillo's podcast. He was talking with, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the magic player, um, Jalen Suggs. He was talking to Jalen Suggs. And Jalen Suggs, who's a young player in the NBA, played against Zaga. And Jalen Suggs and Rascilla were really talking about like some of the rule changes. So that's what I would like to see explored next. Um, but overall it is it is exceptional, regardless, um, to see how these guys are scoring 70 plus points because um I think luca seventy three is tied for the fourth most all time. I think wilt has the most one oh one kobe has eighty one wilt had seventy eight and then I think wilt also had seventy three and luca had seventy three so pretty wild to see overall uh this kind of scoring,
1: yeah, I mean, it's such a high amount of scoring. It's just so crazy like the the anyone could do such a feat. I mean, it's such an amazing uh feat. i I don't know i I can't even fathom it um but we got a couple more things listed here in the NBA. Trevor, why don't you go over the last couple of topics for us?
0: Yeah, we could just quickly touch on the Lakers Warriors game because it was uh, a very significant game just in terms of like it was a great game, right? Like, yeah, regardless of where these teams are in the standings, um, regardless of how they may be playing, this was an incredible game when you have LeBron and Steph, two all time greats um, going and, and dueling like this and the game going in a double overtime it was insane to see lebron finished with 36 12 and uh 20 he he hit a couple game winning free throws kind of clinched it there and steph had 46 on the other end um lakers now 24 and 23 warriors 19 and 24 so you know the lakers are in the playoff picture they are currently the 9 seed the warriors are not they're uh, a few games back from being in that play in range so The Warriors again really in trouble. I honestly don't just don't think they have it this year. I think it's too much at this stage. We've seen how you know this Warriors team have a lot of success. Obviously the dynasty, the the you know the run they had, the three championships, and then getting the fourth in 2022. But these other guys and and Steph is still really good. Steph's still a top five player in the NBA. But it's more about these other guys. We've talked about before. Draymond, Clay Thompson, Wiggins. Wiggins is the biggest one. Like Wiggins is like he was so good a couple years ago, and now he's not playing at the same level anymore. He's back to Timberwolves. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. So not good to see there. But overall, just a spectacular game. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to touch on is the NBA All Star starters, which were released earlier this week. Um, the only thing I'll say about like the starters is that I think they're, they're pretty solid overall. I mean, I think on the, on the margins we can say like, well, you know, I, I think Jalen Brunson maybe should have been a guard as a starter over Damian Lillard, uh, pretty comparable. I think Brunson being the main guy on the next, the leader of the team, what he's done to put this next team in, I think the top four, top five in the East, I think he should be a starter. On the other side in the West, I would I would argue it's not right. I would it's argue, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. I know what you're going to say and it's I all would right. argue that LeBron should not be a starter and he that Anthony be. Davis actually should be a starter right. and Davis, yeah this, is, this um, is nonsense. We can't have this conversation. So uh just have to say that I think I might change uh LeBron out for a- Anthony Davis. Stop other than that, it. I think it was pretty much uh perfect other than those Le- two.
1: LeBron is one of the best one players in the league. I mean, he's 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 Oh, did I say one? Oh yeah, he is the best. He's the best. He's, so it doesn't
0: matter. He's one of the best uh second he he's the second best player on a team that's the nine seed in the West. He's the best player Stop on it, any Trevor. team that he'd be this on is in the nonsense.
1: NBA. <laughs> this is nonsensical. Um, but why don't we move along here? Past the NBA, go to the NFL. Uh we really have three major things to talk about. Uh we'll get before we get into the games. I mean, obviously we gotta talk about Jimmy, Jimmy H. Uh, he did something that I have for many, many years said would never happen, and it's still hard to believe it happened. But Jim Harbaugh is going to be the new head coach of the Chargers. Seems like he's bringing Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator at Michigan, with him as well. Um, big rebuilding time for Michigan, but we want to talk about Michigan right now. Let's talk about Harbaugh and Chargers. I mean, it, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, and th- I mean this is probably the right decision. Uh, it, it now seems like they got some good coaches over there in uh Los Angeles. Uh, for Justin Herbert and that team, um, and I mean this was a good decision at the end of the day. I I like Jim Harbaugh as a coach. I cannot believe he left Michigan. I really did not believe it would happen. I've been saying this for so many years. Um, but I mean ultimately probably the right decision for the Chargers. Um, so unfortunate for my Wolverines. Uh, but fortunately for uh the Chargers, they got a, a really great coach uh that has has proven experience of making it to a Super Bowl. So, so I wonder who he lost to, if anyone can remember. Um, but, uh, nevertheless, great hire. Uh, he, he has the experience. I think he's going to do a great job with Justin Herbert, uh, and continue his development, um, to become an even better quarterback than he currently is. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Ben, I want to go to you here. Harbaugh to the Chargers. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's very surprising. I mean, Harbaugh, Harbaugh saw the uh, sanctions coming his way and he got out of there real quick, but, um, if he was going to go to the NFL, the Chargers made the most sense. I mean, they have the best quarterback of the teams that needed a, a coach, so. Obviously, a pretty desirable uh, head coaching position just because of Justin Herbert. I mean, he's a top four quarterback according to Trevor. So clearly, he's a, he must be pretty good. Um, and if you ask anybody on social media, he's the greatest quarterback to ever live. So Jim Harbaugh—he's not top really, really four want, anymore. Jim Harbaugh really wants a chance at, at the best quarterback in the NFL, apparently. So um, good for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's a, he's a great coach. He's a really good coach. So we'll see what we'll see what happens yeah. with him. And uh, well, the issue is he's got to go play Mahomes twice a year. That's that's the only issue that I think he's going to have to
1: it's, face. It's interesting because he is he was just with what will be the third best quarterback in the NFL and now, you know, he's going to the NFL now. That's nice. Then he's with the second best quarterback and his brother is with the best quarterback. What a what a run for the Harbors!
2: His brother is not with Patrick Mahomes. That's in the that NFL now. Yeah. Yes. He'd be the third John best. John Harbaugh does not coach with Patrick Mahomes. That's <laughs> an incorrect statement. If, if, you, breaking ben, news, Brandon if that's, thinks the, that issue, Patrick if that's Holmes, the
1: issue you took up with my statement, I appreciate it. Br- Brandon start. thinks that
2: Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in the NFL. That is a wild statement to say.
1: Yeah, and I, I also just said, said J.J. McCarthy, said the McCarthy is the third NFL best I'm aware,
2: but Brandon's been saying stupid stuff like that about J.J. McCarthy for years now. No, I mean, to be fair, I, well, Brandon also to the promised to Shea Patterson a Heisman trophy, and that never happened. So Brandon says a lot of bad takes about Michigan.
0: He's not even top five.
1: I have a whole take on J.J. Uh, McCarthy that we'll get around draft time. Um but we don't need to go there today. Well, How about the we, Chargers?
2: Can we just hold on? Can we just make sure that you and Trevor still have that bet about JJ McCarthy? I want to make sure that Brandon doesn't doesn't get scared. Yeah, no, no no, we can bet. keep the bet. We can keep the bet. Okay. Well, I I I do think I'll say
1: this. I'll say it was something about starts. I do think oh, yeah. here's what I ultimately we'll think about McCarthy. It. We'll we'll go very quickly. I'll I'll go into this. I do think he's going to end up being a first round pick. Everyone seems to like like scouts love like his potential. I don't think he'll be great in the NFL, but I do think I'll win the bet. I think he'll get enough starts to win the bet.
0: I hope the Steelers draft him.
1: Um, I mean, it's decently possible. People think like the Falcons are going to get him. That's what people think is the Falcons.
0: <laughs> I mean, but like, how absurd would that be? After the Falcons didn't want Lamar Jackson in the offseason, they draft J.J. McCarthy. That would be absurd yeah I mean, they're they're okay. the thing about lamar
1: they they had to give up so much for Lamar it doesn't and then matter at a possibility of not even getting doesn't him. Matter. So I don't know they Every, everyone should have won tried to get Lamar. That is true, but I don't know. I don't know exactly. Some people think the Falcons. but now, like I mean, you look at the quarterback, there's three really good quarterbacks now in the draft, and then everyone else doesn't seem like they're as good. I mean, Penix lost so much value in that in that championship game. bone Bo Nicks isn't being mocked in first rounds at all anymore, really. Um, At least in, like, high tier, like, not, like, just fan mocks. Um, McCarthy, like, is sprinkled in. Like, Kuyper has him. But, like, he's kind of the only guy that really has him. Uh, McShay doesn't really have him uh, in in that high. So, like, pretty much it's just three quarterbacks that are – they'll probably be the top three picks. They're the best – they're definitely the best three. And then every all the other quarterbacks are kind of lower. So we'll see. But Harbaugh to the Chargers, I'm excited for him. Uh, Sad he left, but it is what it is. Let's get into the preview of the games coming up this weekend. The first game we gotta talk about is of course my Ravens. They're at three o'clock, they're the first game. Ravens, Chiefs. Here's my thing on this game. Uh the Ravens are a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. They are just objectively, I think, a better football team. Uh you take away quarterback. I, I think they have a beat on pretty much every single other position. Um, you know, you could argue they got Chris Jones, D-line, that's pretty good. But I mean the 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 Ravens have a better secondary, they have better linebackers, they have better receivers. Um, they have Probably a better O-line, especially since Joe Tooney's not playing. Uh Lamar's gonna be MVP. I mean, I think obviously think Mahomes is better than Lamar, but uh they're pretty close. I mean, they just are head and shoulders a better football team. But one team has Patrick Mahomes, and that scares me. You know, I, I definitely think the Chiefs can win this game. If I was a betting man, I'm not betting on the Chiefs. Um, but they without a doubt, uh they definitely can can go in and win this game. I, I would not put it past them. It would not be a big surprise if the Ravens got quote unquote upset. Um, so I'll take the Ravens in this game. I believe in, in in my team. I think they will win, but it will be no surprise if they do not.
0: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a really fun game. I mean, re- regardless of what the result ends up being, just the, the fact that this is the matchup we're getting. It's I mean, certainly, again, we can look at the 49ers Lions. match. It's certainly a much better matchup than 49ers Lions. Um, I don't want to poo-poo on the Lions and 49ers but this is a much better matchup I'm very excited for it Um, can't wait as far as the game I mean the Ravens have been better pretty much all season and I expect them to win Um, in particular looking at the Ravens defense and their ability their secondary in particular against the Chiefs it's going to be a huge challenge for Mahomes with this uh, receiving core that you know, has struggled all season, a lot of drops and they, they did show up and play better last week against Buffalo. For sure. They did. I think that was the best I've seen the chiefs play probably all season, to be honest, last week against Buffalo, but can they replicate that? And and honestly replicating that wouldn't be enough. They have to do better. They have they have to play their, they have to play their best game to beat the Ravens. And it's going to have to be um quite a performance, something that they haven't done all season in order to beat the Ravens. So the odds are against it happening. But again, that yes, they have Patrick Mahomes. We can, we can say that, uh, the statement that a meal, every single person that does a podcast or is on television says, but they have Patrick Mahomes and it's true. They do. But ultimately the Ravens defense is going to be too good. Um, compared to what they had to go against last week with Buffalo, it's night and day. I mean, this Ravens defense is, is a million times better than what Buffalo had out there on the field last week. um, and that's going to cause issues for Mahomes, It's going to cause issues for the receivers. Um, you know, Kelsey, who really hasn't been all that great this season compared to what we're used to. Um, so he's going to have to be prime, like peak Travis Kelsey. If he's not, it's probably not going to be enough to win. If Isaiah Pacheco, you know, doesn't go for at least, a, I mean, I think he might have to go for like 100 plus yards in order for them to have any chance of winning. I really think that. Pacheco is going to be important and again Brandon you mentioned it like Joe Tooney's out that hurts the Chiefs offensive line that's going to make it a little bit tougher to run the ball so it's another challenge for the Chiefs on top of like what the game plan should be of like they got to run the ball Pacheco is going to have to be important Kelsey's going to have to be important Um, and then Mahomes is just going to have to make stuff happen he's gonna have to scramble out of the pocket and run for first downs um every now and then and it's gonna be difficult um and the ravens are so well-rounded it's not like they're (laughs) i mean they're one of the best offenses in the NFL too so it's just they're so well-rounded they're so good and it's just kind of a, a mountain here that the chiefs have to climb it's possible um i i just think it's unlikely for me i i almost look at this game a little bit like uh the chiefs patriots back in 2018 and the patriots did kind of climb that mountain when the chiefs were the best team in the nfl all season um although i don't even know if that chiefs team was as dominant as this. the ravens team is has been playing lately so it's i don't think it's a one-to-one comparison but uh ultimately my point is i think the ravens are going to win probably by about 10 points or so
2: um they're just they've just been better all season ben Man, Trevor, I was gonna take Ravens uh minus 10 points too. I can't, I can't do the same thing as you. The Ravens are gonna win, but I mean Brandon made a good point. Like the only reason that you even think the Chiefs can win is because of Mahomes. If they, if they didn't have Mahomes, it'd be like, ah, the, the Ravens are way better. I mean, the Ravens are a more talented team, but one team has Patrick Mahomes, who always finds ways to win. I still think the Ravens will win. I mean, I can't I can't. I mean, they were my Super Bowl pick like two months ago. I can't change now. But um it I mean, I hope it's a good game. The issue is it's just so hard to win a road game in a conference championship game. I mean, the home team wins like 70% of the time. It's 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 going to be an uphill battle, like Trevor said, for the Chiefs. But, I mean, I hope it's a good game. But, honestly, I'm kind of afraid that this is going to be like a 14-point game, most of the game. Um, I would we'll love see that. that. That would be so we'll, we'll good. See. We'll see. I, I can just see a situation where the Ravens get up like two scores, um, and the Chiefs just, just can't get over that hump. We'll see. Um, I, I think the, the, the Chiefs are going to have a lot of issues stopping the Ravens' offense. Both with Lamar on the on the ground and also in the air, so I I think the the Chiefs definitely have their work cut out for them. Their defense has had issues this year for sure, and the Ravens' offense has been um, very very and good. The, the so Chiefs'
1: defense has been the Chiefs' defense has been really solid. I
2: I think the the big key for the Ravens, has had issues. Their secondaries have had the, a lot of issues this year.
1: The big key for the Ravens, in my opinion, is going to be the run game. If they can control the clock, I I think they really are going to dominate yeah. this game. I and think it's going to be difficult uh, on this Ravens defense to put up like a ton of points. I'm not saying they can't keep track with the Ravens. So I think it's going to come down more on, can the Ravens go up and then control the clock similar yes. to how they like, like, I feel like the 2019 Ravens team would be really well, would do really well against this chiefs team. Um, just, they need to be able to run the ball. Well, that's going to be the biggest key for them. Um, and, let's move it, to the, and fo- it helps when oh, you have, ahead, hold
2: on. It, helps, it helps when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback is he can also, he's essentially a running back plus a quarterback. Back yeah. Here, so. I will
1: say um, though, he's been more hesitant to run this year. Uh, he is, I'm not saying he hasn't run, he runs more than the average quarterback, but it is, it is significantly decreased this year. Uh, he's been running a lot less, uh, and we which is fine. I mean, it's not like a bad thing at all. It's good. Yeah. So but I mean, in the playoffs He's played the, I mean this is the best year of his career, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, hundred so, percent. I mean, he's, he's be, I mean, he's, evolved he's really a proven his passing he's, ability this he's, year,
0: his poise in the pocket. It's so much yeah. better compared to 2019. It's a lot better. I think personally and I think a lot of what quarterbacks start to realize that have this ability to run the ball I mean obviously Mahomes has been doing it for years now is that you in the regular season you don't like don't yeah don't run in the regular season you don't Lamar doesn't need to yes he can but save it for the postseason when it's a do or die game and you have to do literally everything but ultimately we we, we got to stay healthy in the regular season we got to get to the playoffs and then in the playoffs and, that's when you break it all out so wait there was one other thing i want to comment on this ravens chiefs game if you look at
1: the two injury reports the ravens pretty much have no one injured obviously dobbins went down earlier but andrews is playing andrews is Ma- playing marlon humphrey's playing uh i mean they're they're pretty much you take away dobbins uh, they're pretty much healthy um the chiefs had like 15 guys on their injury list. And most of them are playing, like 12 of them are playing. But Joe Tooney's out. Kadarius Toney's out. Some people would say that helps the Chiefs. But uh, my point is is it, the Chiefs and Bills went and beat each other up. The Ravens got all that rest, and it's it matters now. The one thing I did want to talk about, I was just thinking because we talked about quarterback lists earlier. I wanted to ask you, Ben, would you say Lamar now is better than Burrow? Like at this point, in their careers, would you say? Because this I, this morning. I was adamant about like last year. I was like, "Hey, Burrow did something that Lamar did not, and he got to his Super Bowl. Even if they lose this game, now that Lamar has two MVPs, would you put him like I? I'm genuinely want your like honest opinion. Would you put him ahead of Burrow?
2: Um, I mean, even yeah, if they lose, I, I think you have to. Lamar's got two MVPs, so like.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like Th- you that's have what I was to. thinking and,
2: and Burrow has only been healthy for two seasons. Now the two seasons, he's healthy. They, they got to the Super Bowl in the AFC championship game. So when he's healthy, yes. he's great. But the issue is he can't stay on the field. And that's been, I guess, an issue for Lamar, too. But yeah, at this point, I mean, Lamar had a better season this year for sure. Um, and Joe was so- Joe was
1: I, I, I don't think this is a knock on Joe. Like normally, I feel like when we're like, oh, who's better? It's normally like, let's take one quarterback down a peg. I think it's more that we're moving Lamar up.
2: Yeah, I agree. Because
1: I, I mean, when Joe was healthy this year, he was incredible. Yeah, for was, five
2: games. Yeah, for five games he was awesome. He was really yeah, the,
1: I mean it was very, it was very few games, but they they were they were really good. They were scary. When I was afraid of the Bengals when they were healthy. I mean It, it but see now we're at the point here where we've had two. Two we're
2: not. We're not gonna. We're not of, doing this conversation. We're not having this conversation. Okay, that's fine. That's we're fine. Talking, about know, the, you're coming, we're talking about the Rams. Lamar Jackson's very good. good. Well, no, 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 I, no, I was Jackson's thinking
0: about this good. this morning, but I, I think we can fully do this in like two weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. we'll do our quarterback ranks. I do think Lamar yeah. has cemented himself, even if they lose, as the second best quarterback. He has two MVPs. That's something most quarterbacks don't have. I think it's He's a really good, good
0: debate. Show. He's, He's at good. least third. He's at least third. Yeah.
1: I do he's think he definitely good. goes over Josh Allen now, like yes, for sure. He's Burrow, over, 100%, there's definitely more. To, over the Josh reason Allen. I ask, genuinely, the reason I ask is because I think it's so close between him. I and I think Burrow. it's very close too. I I do think, I do. If, especially if he wins this game, they've they've gone to similar points. Lamar has the two MVPs. It's I think it's going to be tough to say that that. Lamar isn't better.
0: Yeah. Even if he loses.
1: We also have a bigger sample. We have a bigger sample. We got to see see how the game plays out. Yeah. yeah. We got to see how Lamar plays. Let's go to the next game 49ers Lions. Because Trevor, you made a comment earlier that the Ravens game is more interesting. And I think that was a big shot at the Lions. Uh, Wow. They're both pretty interesting. I want you to look at if you look at the Chiefs and Lions, their season this year, they are not all too different. They both, at a point in time, were like, really really great kind of like in the early to middle of the season like they looked amazing the the chiefs tailed off at the end they didn't look as good at the end of the season the lions tailed off at the end they didn't look as good then you look in the playoffs both both the teams were really played really really well in their playoff games now they're both playing teams that are prospectively better than them I think that they are in rather similar situations. The Lions, their team makeup is way better than the Chiefs. Obviously not at quarterback, but Goff has been really good this year. He's definitely going to be the question mark. Can they put it over the top is how well he plays. But I I think the Lions and Chiefs teams, they are not all too different. They really are not all too different. Um, And I, I, I think that... The Lions can give the, I mean, I'm not going to, I think the Niners are going to win for sure, but I I don't think it's nearly as far away as you guys think. I think both these games will be excellent, excellent games, especially how the Niners have been playing in the playoffs. Uh, This past game was not that great against a team that's definitely worse than the Lions. Um, So, and also, I mean, Jordan Love, who I like a lot, I mean, would you like 100% take him over Goff? Maybe They're in the same tier. Yeah, but they're close. So that's all I'm saying is I think and Love on that final drive. Do you think Love, do you think Goff does what Love did on that final drive? I don't think so. I think he plays a little bit safer and maybe he wins that game. Potentially. I'm not saying he does. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I don't think this game's going to be bad at all. I like this game. I'm definitely still taking the Niners for sure. But the game is, it's not that far off. It really isn't. What do you think Trevor?
0: Yeah, I think, I think the Niners played as bowed about as bad of a game as they could have played against the Packers, and they still won it. And I don't think that, like, yeah, the Lions, I guess, were better in the regular season than than the Packers. I think based on the way these teams have played lately, I really don't think they're too much different. I don't think the Lions are, like, a ton better than the Packers. I think they're pretty, very close, actually. So my, it's tricky because, I mean, Debo Samuel's supposed to play, so that's it. Seems like he's going good. It seems like he's going to play. That's obviously very important. Maybe for the not 100%, Niners. but he's playing. I, I don't believe there's going to be rain. I don't know. Let me check the weather forecast here. Yeah. In Brock party, Let's
1: everyone paint the perfect picture for him oh. and then he's good. And then and one slight,
0: <laughs> slight, uh, you know, thing. Let's it's, see. It's, San he's, Francisco. He's off. Let's see it. San Francisco. Well, it's in Santa Clara, actually, is where the stadium is. But regardless, it's California, um, dude. It's like
2: a 90% chance it'll be sunny.
0: But yeah, it's gonna. It looks like a sunny day to me. Yep. Um. So I. I think. Uh. All. Uh, actually, I don't. Well, no, Yeah. Today. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be sunny day. So we're good. We're good with Brock Party. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no rain. Give him De- no rain. Debo's the best three playing. receivers. The best running back. The best O line. Debo's playing. So I. They. Just, I just think they played their worst game, and I don't think that's gonna happen again. I think the Niners. They're seven and a half point favorites. I think they're going to win by double digits. I really do. I think they're, I think the lions defense has a lot. I I don't, I I don't know. They're, they're all right. I don't think they're great. And I think they're going to struggle against this Niners offense. And I think the Niners will come out firing. They're going to get that momentum and it's going to be very tough to turn it around for Jared Goff, despite you know, he might have a really good game. He, you know, he, he's he been, he's had a solid season. He might have a good game, but it's tough. This Niners defense, it's a high degree of difficulty. Jordan Love saw that last week. I think it's going to be a similar type of thing for golf. And I just think that the Niners are going to play much better. Ultimately, Purdy's going to play much better. And, you know, I think I think Purdy going to come out of this game with a really good stat line. I think we're going to have another interesting Monday morning narrative wise. And I think the Niners are going to win this by like 17 points. Actually, I think it's going to be like a 34 to 17 type game. Um, I think it's going to be a lot for the Lions here. Uh, this is extreme overtake.
1: disrespect on the Lions. That's fine. Disrespect. I I
0: I will openly admit I am fine with disrespecting the Lions. They've had a great season. It's all cool. They're gonna lose today. They're gonna lose. I don't believe in them. You
1: you 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 you're not factoring in one big thing is that Brock Purdy stinks. So you're he not factoring stink. that in. He doesn't stink in in, in good
0: circumstances against a a mediocre defense than the Lions have, average defense. Mm -hmm. uh, He's going to play a really good game. He's going to probably have 300 yards. He's going to be accurate. He's not going to turn the ball over. I think he's going to be really good today. Ben, what do you think?
2: So I I feel like my opinion has been changing now because I was going to say the Lions are going to win. But now I feel like Trevor's making me feel like that's the dumbest thing I could ever say. Trevor made it seem like there's no way the 49ers lose this game. So now, Trevor, I don't really know what to do with myself. Brandon also made it seem like I was going to say the same thing as Trevor. But I I, I like the Lions. I think they're a good team. Now, again, it's hard to win on the road. But I don't know if I really want to see a Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. So I think I'm just saying the Lions are going to win because I want them to win. Um, but I don't know what to do now, Trevor. You're, a 17-point win by the 49ers makes it feel like this is ridiculous that the, the Lions have no chance of winning this game. Um, but you know what, Trevor? I'm going to stick to my stick gut. I'm going to say that I think yeah. the Lions will win this game. I have no reason no, to support that's, that. Uh, that's
1: crazy. Just, I just want you to know, Trevor, that's crazy.
2: What, that the Lions are going to win? Keep going. I don't best. think the Lions nice. are going to win. Stick to well, your guns. But, but, okay, Brandon, you said, what, the 49ers by like four points? What's, that's No, not a I think they'll win
1: by like 10.
2: You just said, you said, didn't you not say the Lions would cover? Did you not say they'd... they'd uh, no, I
1: didn't say anything about I didn't say anything about score.
2: He he was insinuating oh, you just, that I was insinuating that we were disrespecting, that, yeah, that we were disrespecting, disrespecting the them. He's just okay. not giving to
1: they deserve more credit.
2: I'm not going to disrespect the Lions like that. I I just want to be different. I think they're going to win. I have no reason right. to support that. Well, I, I, mean, I don't it, think it, they're that good it, of a respectfully, team. Respectfully, that's wild. I mean that's But a, it, that's I think it's wild. more of just I'd prefer not to see another Ravens-49ers game just cuz like I don't really care about either of those teams at all. Um but I do think this just watching these two games today I just, it just shows the difference between the AFC and the NFC cuz in one matchup we have Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar and the other one we have Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. Yeah, like the whole is, mindset of you, oh, you, right. a, you need a top five quarterback to win the Super Bowl. No, nah, really, you just need to be in the NFC and you can have a, a mid quarterback and you yep. to get to a Super Bowl. So, that is true. Um, that seems like the easiest solution. You don't need a, a great quarterback in the NFC. You just need a quarterback that's not terrible and you can get to the yep. Super Bowl. So um, that's just me being very jealous that my team is in the AFC. But it's whatever.
1: I-, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Uh, another good episode, as always. Uh, Of course, go check out our website, thesmallballers.com, so you can stay up to date with everything that goes live. Follow us on Twitter, at thesmallballer. Both those links will be in the description below. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!